Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topic of this podcast are a complement to the book now published called Joy of Financial Planning. The book is about belief. It's about transformation. It's about a belief that we can overcome the unique economic challenges we face as a generation, follow our passions, live with compassion, and still achieve a personalized version of the American dream. You know, when I put these episodes together to start, it was really about promoting the book coming out. Now that it has come out, it has launched, I feel like it's really necessary to start from the beginning in a couple of different ways. Number one, I thought it'd be helpful to actually share the speech I delivered at the two book signings at Barnes & Noble Tyson's in Northern Virginia. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Number two, I thought it would be wonderful going forward to actually read to you the book so that you could hear not only what I wrote from your own mind, but hear it from the author's mouth specifically. In essence, I'm going to create an audio book through this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I look forward to your feedback. My plan is to read one section, perhaps one chapter or a couple chapters at a time, then give some feedback, and then from there... Uh, go ahead and continue the conversation on the Joy of Financial Planning Facebook group, of course, located in Facebook. If you're not a member of the group and it is a closed group, just send me an email, jason at jasonhowell.com, and I'll make sure you get to be a part of the group. I hope you enjoy this episode, this introduction to Joy of Financial Planning from the actual book signing that was held on two separate Saturdays in November of 2019. All of you have made this milestone book signing special. Thank each of you for coming. Thank you for joining us. In the editing of this book, I asked to move the acknowledgement section to the front so it could be read first, because no one writes a book by themselves. I hope you do read it and take note of the names, some of which you may recognize. Many of you inspired me to write this, but today, I'd like to recognize publicly the people who had a direct impact on the publishing and marketing of this thesis. If you were a beta reader of the book or an expert quoted in the book, I want to thank you in particular. And as you go through the acknowledgments, I highlight those folks specifically. And then there are the people who helped get the word out for the event of the book signings and just so much more. Uh, For one, I'd like to thank Astri Wee for taking over 100 photographs to get the right one for the book cover. Thank you so much. And thank you for so many others, including my pastor, Brian Mickle, for sending this out every Friday in his Friday emails, whether that was appropriate or not, to let people know, hey, uh, one uh, one of our folks has a book coming out. And also, I want to thank my brother, John. My brother, John, helped get me one of my first opportunities on network TV recently to be on Fox 5 DC because of a relationship that he had. Life is relationships. Thank you, John. I'd like to thank my publisher, Mascot Books in Herndon. 
their owner was attending this particular event, which was so terrific that he was queued up to do that. And of course, I also want to thank Barnes and Noble management, Mike, Tom, Justin, and Caitlin for making these two events possible. Your support for local authors makes a difference. Finally, I'd like to ask my business partner, Doug Tease, and his wife, Deb, to stand your belief in me as someone who could actually get this book done not only made a difference, you made it happen. Our most precious resource is time. You gave me that. Thank you. The most frequent question I get about the book is, can financial planning really be joyful? What does joy of financial planning mean? Well, I think it means living in harmony with your values, safety with your family. It means knowing how much is enough, living and leaving a legacy, taking advantage of all the opportunity this world, and in particular, this country has to offer, and making the best use of your time on this earth. To be very plain, the book is about transformation transforming pessimism to optimism, apathy into leadership, confusion to clarity, passion into action, and potential into success. We are a generation with great potential. As a U.S.-born son of Caribbean immigrants, I've had the distinct pleasure of straddling two views of the world, one as a teen growing up in Fairfax, Virginia, and another from the former patriarch of my family, who remained a citizen of his home country, a citizen of the world, all the way through to his death 10 years ago. The benefit of coming from a family of recent immigrants is having that tight-knit feeling of us against the world. Another benefit is fostering a great appreciation for the American dream. The American dream was never really just about buying a home, being the first one to graduate college, or having a steady job for 40 years. It hasn't been that for a couple of generations now. The American dream, however, has always been about transformation. From who you are today to the person you could become. More specifically, the family you are today to the family you can become. You see, the American dream has always been more about your last name than your first name. Though it has demanded individual effort, it has always been for the collective good of family, community, and sometimes country. This is and has been true whether you were born here or somewhere else, whether you are a citizen of the United States of America or, like my father, a citizen of the world. When I wrote the book, I had this American dream in mind. A dream that for many in 2019 had become just that, a dream. Our generation faces unique challenges and to overcome them takes more intentional effort and planning than it did for our parents' generation or our parents' parents. We live in a world today, especially in Northern Virginia and places like it, where buying a house is only possible if you've done everything else right financially. The cost of college prevents a lot of folks, and that's only possible um, if you've done everything well financially because, like housing, it has outpaced inflation in its growth. None of us believe our jobs are safe, and adjusted for inflation, our salaries have barely budged since the 1970s. In this economy, you're either rich or you're broke. Many of us are one or two paychecks away from insolvency. This book was written in part to help create a larger safety net. 
We need to overcome the challenges of a bipolar economy where you can become a have-not with one job change, one health crisis, one precipitous drop of the stock market. Joy of financial planning is about overcoming these challenges. It is about believing the American dream of transformation is possible, not just for you, but also for your family. It's an understanding that not only is it possible, it is necessary. It is important that you succeed so that we are not the first American generation to be worse off economically than our parents. Our financial lives require 401ks, 403bs, 401as, 457bs, traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, and that's just retirement, and that's not all. It's term insurance, whole life insurance, variable life, universal life insurance. Uh, that's just life insurance. HMO, PPO, POS, Medicare, Part A, B, C, D, G, Medigap. It's health insurance, wills, trusts, revocable, non-revocable trusts, power of attorney, medical power of attorneys. I mean, as a state plan, there's so much. It's budgets. It's debt. In the Internet age, our finances have become as complex as our lives. And where do you go for help with all this stuff? And what do you do when you're okay, but your brother, your sister, your mother, your sister-in-law is not from an area like Northern Virginia for fear of embarrassing them? but you also won't tell them how much you paid for your home for fear of embarrassing yourself. Our money is as complicated as it is emotional. This book is divided into seven sections to tackle that emotional complexity. They are not contiguous, meaning you can jump around in the book if you'd like. If risk management or insurance drives you crazy, or if you're about to meet an insurance agent, then jump to strategy four, joy of safety. It's the longest section of the book, by the way, the insurance portion, so go uh, have at it. And because there's so many kinds of insurance, it, it kind of needed to be. If estate planning is top of mind, then you should work on your estate plan, but maybe before you see an estate planner, go ahead and jump over to section five, the joy of legacy. For whatever is on your mind, whatever has your attention today, there's a section that really spends time on the history and it spends time on the detail of what you can use as a foundation, not advice, but as a foundation to go and sit with a licensed professional local to your area. Now, I want to say a word about the first section of this book. It covers a concept called family governance. I didn't invent it. It's a system used for centuries by the wealthiest families in history. The Rockefellers, the Waltons, the Bushes, the Kennedys, the Queen of England, her House of Windsor. Uh, it's why the rich always seem to get richer, but the rich don't get richer just because they're rich. The rich get richer because the rich get help, comprehensive help. So what do the high net worth families know? What do they do that's significantly different than all of us, the regular net worth? Well, they work on documenting their values, their family mission, their family constitution, they identify early on what it means to be, for example, a Rockefeller or a Kennedy or a Walton. When you identify that, the rest is just making money and hiring people to basically put their attention on your finances. And it's a group of people, not just one financial planner, but an accountant, an insurance agent, a mortgage person, a banker, ensuring they're all working together. Um, the secondary part of this, though, is the advisory piece. The very first part is knowing what the family stands for. That's family governance. 
When I was really young, my dad used to say to us at times of struggle, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. He also used to say, remember, you're a howl. Now, what being a howl meant, he never quite defined. It sounded good, and it sounded like it was probably a good thing, so I felt more comfortable whenever he said it. But he said it. What does your last name mean? What does it mean to be a whatever your last name means? Define that, not just for yourself, but for everyone in your household. In the book, I highlight family governance first because it helps to build a mindset that informs every other part of financial planning. It is why before all of what's earning and spending and debts and saving and insurances and estate planning, investing and retirement, it comes before all of these. It also includes the book itself, the history of these strategies, so you can have context. Along with my professional experiences as a financial planner, you will see sections like family governance broken out of my personal experience as well, as I mentioned, that professional experience. Now, I know the world didn't need another finance book. It did need, though, something that spoke to our generation, our community, our economic challenges of the 21st century, with an author who had a willingness to be personal. My goal was to brighten at least a little the dark mysteries of personal finance, those that are hidden from the regular net worth. In conclusion, my goal for the Jason Howell Company, the firm that I manage, the wealth management firm, and the goal of the Joy Financial Planning book is to develop high net worth and high self-worth families. I believe that if more of us are positioned for success, then more of us will find the courage and the time to fix what our institutions cannot, what they have not. Politicians are boxed in professionally. Support the good ones if you can find one. But we can't expect government to fix us or all of our problems. Academics are boxed in, and, and I'm a person who's an academic who participates in higher education, who teaches at universities. So I believe you should support higher education and pre-K, but we can't expect academia to rescue us or our children. Spiritual leaders are boxed in, and I'm active in my church community. My pastor was a supporter of me and the book, which is terrific, and I'm so happy for that. And I do believe that you should practice your faith, but I also know that the church itself is fighting for survival in an ever more secular world. And so whatever your faith is, enjoy it, practice it, glean from it. But we can't expect religion or the church to save us or our dreams. Our problems outnumber our institutions. Our challenges have overwhelmed our systems. Today, we are the ones that must fix ourselves, rescue our communities, and save each other. The more of us that get right financially are the more of us who can do right by our fellow human beings. That's why I wrote an easy-to-read book. I am both a teacher and a student of money. I learn all I can about finances with the goal of helping my family, my clients, and now with this book, the community writ large. The Jason Howell Company is a family wealth management firm, and though we do a lot of financial planning, we are really in the business of family. Whether you run a business or run a household, you are likely in the business of family too. We are aligned. 
It can be a full-time job keeping up with all this financial stuff. It just happens to be my full-time job. And it also happens to be my mission, my vocation. In closing, when the good people understand money, the people will be better able to take care of themselves and each other. With that power comes responsibility. My hypothesis is that there are more good people, good people like you, who, if empowered, would be willing to get more involved in solving the challenges we face, again, as a generation. This book is your roadmap. We have always had the power to make the world a better place. It goes all the way back to our Constitution's opening, We the People. We sometimes forget who the we is. The we is you, and the we is me. I've heard it said that the opposite of courage is not cowardice. It's complacency. The readers of this book will have a new license to become courageous again. Most of us face personal economic challenges like dealing with the cost of health care, housing, college bills, everything we're trying to plan for our personal finances. But we're also faced with challenges that impact our society, our neighbors, our community, and our external family members. Problems like substance abuse, poverty, racism, hunger, injustice, so many others. We cannot begin to oppose any of these challenges, however, without first getting our financial house in order. This is why I created the Joy of Financial Planning, Seven Strategies for Transforming Your Finances and Reclaiming Your Version of the American Dream. It's a book, it's a podcast, a Facebook group, it's an overall philosophy of the Jason Howell Company, and with your help, it will be a movement. I believe that we can become the change we want to see in our world, and we can transform our families and our communities within one generation, within this generation. I believe that our generation is the one we have all been waiting for. I believe it starts with you and it starts with me. It starts with your family, my family, and our community. It starts with financial education and that thing called transformation. The pessimism into optimism, the apathy into leadership, the confusion into clarity, the passion into action, the potential into success. And it ends, it ends when we can all reclaim our American dream. So whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, know that though you may be an American dreamer, you are not the only one. I am with you, my family is with you, all the folks who joined in the book signings, all of the people who supported the book, all the people who are reading it, um, who are helping promote the book, who are helping get the book out to libraries. Um, we are all with you. And of course, if you actually have the book in hand, you'll notice on the cover, you've got my face and that will be with you always. Together, we can transform our finances, transform ourselves and our country, and we can truly change the world.
And that's it. That was the speech I delivered essentially twice at each of the two book signings at Barnes and Noble in Northern Virginia in late 2019. Now that it is 2020, it's time to continue the conversation and really call to make this book, this concept, a true movement across your community. And if you'd like to participate in conversations around that, and I invite you to do that, please join the Facebook group joy of financial planning now if you are not on facebook or don't quite know how to figure out how to find it which you could find it just through a search facebook.com slash joy financial planning but to make it easier just send me an email jason at jasonhowell.com let me know that you listened to the podcast and i'll be happy to go ahead and add you to the facebook group where we can discuss parts of the book as we continue on. As I mentioned during the introduction, uh, we're going to start, I'm going to start reading sections, chapters, portions of the book, giving a little bit of feedback from my perspective as the author, and then wanting to go ahead and continue that conversation in the Facebook group. I hope to see you there. Thank you for being a part of this.